I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome back to the Statman Dave Football Podcast. This is episode 37. It is currently 23.24 in the UK. That is on Tuesday evening. I decided to record the podcast after today's action, so I had something to talk about, you know, something exciting. The Premier League is back, the Bundesliga and La Liga. We also got action in the Copa America and the Coupe de France. But anyway, first up, let's talk the news. So Sado Mane could be out for the rest of the season with a potential knee injury. Reports coming from Liverpool this morning that his knee was too swollen to scan today. So unfortunately we won't be finding out whether it's a season-ending injury for a player that's been so important for Liverpool this season, scored the most goals in the Premier League. But also if you see his, you know, you see the, his impact against Everton, uh, you know, the impetus that he can bring with the ball at his feet, it's fantastic. Klopp with some interesting comments as well. Pretty funny, some humorous, as your Klopp always is. Everyone will miss Sadu. Southampton probably still miss him. Salzburg still miss him. Salzburg definitely miss him. That team with Alan, Jonathan Serrano, Kevin Campbell and Sado Mane under Roger Smith was one of the best footballing sides I've seen in recent years. Playing a, such an aggressive 4-2-4 system. Scored so many goals and were, were just great to watch. All round fun. But anyway, that's, that's about the news for today. There's not much going on in the world of football. So let's talk about the action. First up, the Premier League. The main game we're going to focus on is Manchester United versus Everton. A game that finished one goal apiece. Um, Jagielka opening up at the scoring, following some pretty dodgy play from Marcus Rojo and David De Gea. Then, of course, Zlatan Ibrahimovic equalising from the spot. Zlatan also had a goal that was, for me, was uh, ruled out for offside incorrectly. Um, Zlatan was, in fact, onside. The linesman positioning was a bit poor behind the line of play, and it just wasn't good enough from the linesman um, in a you know referee perspective. But United had their own issues. They were too direct too early. In terms of games this season, a stat that I mentioned before, when United have played over 25 crosses or more in the Premier League this season, they've only scored more than one goal on one occasion. That number has now gone to 15 games that they've played over 25 or more crosses and they've still only scored one goal on one occasion. United were far too direct for me. They threw Maron Flaney on a lot too far too early and, and started hitting long balls from central midfield to him and Zlatan Ruic. Under Sir Alex Ferguson, one of the best ways that 
um, sorry, like sort of breakdown teams, was just switching the play, especially in these games where United needed you need needed goals. He'd he'd work it. He'd tell players not to shoot. He, you know, he'd absolutely uh, destroy them if they had shots outside the area. You know, in Gary Neville's um, autobiography, he spends a whole page talking about how it was drummed into him by Sir Alex Ferguson and into the side that they don't shoot in these situations. They don't shoot from outside the area as their opponents are going to get more tired. There's going to be opportunities to get balls into the box, turn the fullbacks, turn the centre-backs, use the cutbacks and score goals. But United did not do do that against Everton and were in a way lucky to grab a point. It was a, another draw, but it was a draw that United gained a point rather than losing two points, in my opinion. In terms of what United have done this season, misfiring, they've hit the woodwork more times, that's 18 times, than any other side in the Premier League. Paul Pogba, the biggest culprit, again hitting the... Um, bar from uh, you know inside the penalty area he's done it six times in the Premier League this season only Kevin De Bruyne has managed it more but Pogba for me had a very very good game in the second half Pogba completed more passes than any other player completed more dribbles and created the joint most chances against Everton in the Premier League I thought he was a little bit too direct with his ball, but it's one of those things where it was obviously a tactical instruction from Mourinho to hit those long diagonals from central midfield into the penalty area. It's something that Mourinho definitely needs to address. It's not good enough playing all these crosses in, but I thought Paul Pogba had a very decent impact off the bench and he needs to be back in this side. You know, Obviously, Paul Pogba went through a little bit of a bad patch of form before his injury, but it just shows how important he is to this Manchester United team. Dictates the game from deep, controls the tempo. He's the only guy that can switch the play in the United mid field the rest of the midfielders are too slow it's always two to three passes to switch the bay from left to right Paul Pogba can do it in one that's why he's going to be so important in the next few months of the season with United competing for the Champions League places but also the Europa League title in terms of players that performed pretty poorly I thought Marouin Fellaini was very wasteful on the ball in the game against Everton especially inside the first six minutes he wasted it twice and there was a ball easy ball out that he overhit to Marcus Rashford that could have played Rashford through on goal and there's another one that to Ibrimic that he just didn't find his feet there were poor touches in between the lines there were poor passes that weren't hitting his target and this wasn't a game for Marouane Fellaini there's games for Marouane Fellaini there's games not for Marouane Fellaini the game against West Brom at the weekend was a game for Marouane Fellaini United needed his physicality needed his height defending set pieces this game was not a game for Marouane Fellaini this is a game where United needed to play quicker midfield they needed to set a high tempo and also I'd also argue that it wasn't a game for Michael Carrick uh, you know another player that's done so well in the, la- the sort of latter ages of stages of his career but was the tempo was too slow for Michael Carrick I'd rather see a midfield of Herrera Pogba and Henrik Mkhitaryan than seeing Maran Fellaini and Michael Carrick obviously Pogba out injured but I think it was another mistake from Mourinho not starting Henrik Mkhitaryan yes he was poor against, against West Brom he had the, probably United's best chance but it's one of those things where these attacking players need confidence need, need the, the consistency of games I think Mourinho isn't giving that to the United attackers that are supporting Zlatan this season the likes of Jess Lingard Martial Marcus Rashford in and out of the sign it's something that Mourinho needs to address along with playing these long balls and crossing too much in the Premier League you need to be playing more through balls creating more uh, opportunities with patience switching the play getting the tempo high and that's something that United have lacked in recent weeks in terms of other good performances Eric Bailly was so so good uh, both when he was making tackles when he was making blocks and intercepting the ball um, but also playing out of the back he did that so well he's such a composed defender and I really think he's got a big big future at Manchester United he's United's best centre-back by a country mile he's, he's absolutely fields and fields ahead of Marcus Rojo Smalling and Jones all who are a little bit rash you know we talk about Marcus Rojo for the goal you know what was he doing why, didn't, why doesn't he head the ball 
He attacked the ball when it's near him. Why doesn't he go down and head it? Jagielka doesn't get a connection on it. But also his communication with David Dea was awful. I thought David Dea had a very, very poor game again. Could have made an impact on the goal. Um, there was communication breakdown with him and Rojo. Number 10 is Rojo was shielding the ball. De Gea didn't come out. Very, very poor from David Dea, who hasn't been great in recent weeks, to be quite honest. Um, but going back to Eric Bay, the tackles that he put in, the, he put a cruncher in on Ross Barkley on the halfway line. Then two minutes later, he absolutely destroyed Lukaku. The amount of blocks he was getting when he, whenever Lukaku got looked like he got free of the United defence Bay was always there to put the block in um, always you know close to him in terms of the defensive stats Bay was the man of the match by a country mile he won more tackles than any other player on the pitch made more interception of course made more blocks but kept Lukaku quiet I thought Lukaku had a pretty poor evening the the two moments that Lukaku uh, sort of had a big opportunity to make an impact in the game there were two moments one with uh, Morales was free on the left hand side another time where Barkley was free on the right hand side Lukaku just got his tunnel vision he got sort of the Barkley syndrome that we've seen in recent years where when Barkley gets near the box he just you know looks at the ball and he's just his only thought is to get a shot away that was the problem with Lukaku two massive moments where he could have played his attacking teammate through him but United potentially would have scored some goals but any one final thing we've got to touch on in the United versus Everton game of course it's got to be Luke Shaw who Mourinho gave him a little bit of um, you know gave him gave him a bit of a confidence boost threw him on um, around 75 minutes and Luke Shaw shot was in fact handled by Ashley Williams that meant United got a penalty and uh, went on to draw the game Mourinho's quotes after the game were again quite interesting and it would seem a little bit more supportive this time for the uh, former England international. He has talent, I want to help him. I think he has a future here, but you know Manchester United can't wait. We're 20 games unbeaten in the Premier League. It's not good enough that we don't win enough matches and need, and we need the kids to grow up. In the kids, I think he's also talking about Marcus Rashford, potentially Jess Lingard, who potentially still is a, a kid in quotation marks, but it is big for Luke Shaw. He has the talent. It's a big confidence boots. But then he goes on to mention um, about Luke Shaw, how he, he was on Mourinho's side of the pitch. Luke Shaw was attacking down the touchline that Mourinho's dugout was on. And what he said was, I was thinking for him. I was making every decision for him. At this level, he must understand the game. Mourinho was basically communicating to Luke Shaw about everything that you know he needed to do on the pitch. In terms of what Shaw did with the ball, I thought he crossed from too deep too often. But again, if that's a tactical instruction, we can't really blame Luke Shaw for that. And in terms of getting into the right area at the right time and having that shot on goal, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And if he if he can get back into this United team, he will be a fantastic player. But it is this attitude, it is this thinking. And Mourinho has identified that. It's a problem that Luke Shaw must address himself. Maybe he needs to go and watch some absolute, some DVDs of players like Paolo Maldini playing left fullback, very defensively um, aware, good going forward. But also, you know, the attacking fullbacks. I like some Marcelo, who is the best left fullback in world football at the moment. So good at getting forward. Registered seven assists from open play in La Liga this season. That's joint most of any player. So it's an interesting one. Luke Shaw needs to do a bit of research needs to learn how to defend needs to make this his art um, and then he can improve but it's going to be an interesting one for him over the next year in terms of the games in the Premier League Leicester City uh, won again two goals to nil with Craig Shakespeare being the third manager in history to win his first five Premier League games in charge the other two managers to do it of course Antonio Conte and Carlo Ancelotti but in terms of the big players in recent weeks, it's been Jamie Vardy. Since um, Ranieri got sacked, Vardy's been banging form. In Ra- the whole season um, that Ranieri was managing Jamie Vardy, he grabbed five goals and two assists. In the last um, month or so under Craig Shakespeare, he's already equaled that record. The goal he scored against Sunderland was absolutely classic Jamie Vardy. It was your typical one-touch-and-bang manoeuvre. You know, clinical in the penalty area when he doesn't have to think when he just can take a touch and hit it first time but credit to Leicester City they're now 10th in the Premier League they've gone on a great run from 18th uh, in the relegation zone and pushed on 
to you know mid table and to comfortably avoiding relegation. So credit to Craig Shakespeare, who similarly he looks like he's doing a good job, but. You can't trust those players. Snakes on a plane. Moving on to other Premier League games. Uh, Watford beat West Brom. Two goals to nil. And a very good result for Watford. West Brom have been in really good form in recent weeks. Uh, beating uh, Arsenal, obviously drawing with Manchester United. But it was all about Niang, a player that's been so inconsistent in the last few seasons um, in, in Serie A at Milan. You know, I watch games where he's really good. I watch games where he's absolutely atrocious. But this was a game where he turned up for Watford. Scored a brilliant individual goal, cutting in from the left wing onto his stronger right foot and a powerful shot into the into the goal but it's one of those things where when Niang is, is is firing he's a really good player but he just needs to have put these performances more often and the assist for the, the Troy Deeney goal was a brilliant ball sitting on the left wing um, just crossed it in with his left foot straight to Deeney Deeney took a touch bang goal time but a good good result for Watford who pretty much I think they've pulled themselves out of the relegation battle now with that victory over West Brom very impressive Burnley beat Stoke one goal to nil with uh, George Boyd scoring, scoring the win after some good play from Jeff Hendricks and that rounds up the Premier League action. Moving to the Bundesliga, that's going to be our next stop. There were four games in the Bundesliga on Tuesday evening. The big result, though, Hoffenheim beating Bayern Munich for the first time in their history. A brilliant goal by Kramaric, uh, the Croatian ex-Leicester City Croatian, who scored more goals than any other player, apart from Emil Forsberg, in the Bundesliga this season from outside the area. And it was a brilliant goal. It was a classic sort of Hoffenheim goal this season. Brilliant build-up. Great horizontal movement from the central midfielders, which opens up the space for Kramaric to drop a little bit deeper. And then the next phase of play the ball goes up knocked down Kramerich with a top top finish into the top left of the goal in other news Dortmund beat uh, HSV Hamburg three goals to nil Castro scored a fine free kick Abemiang then assisted Kagawa and then Kagawa returned the favour for Abemiang's 25th goal of the season brilliant combination play between those two uh, Dortmund have gone undefeated at home for two straight years in the Bundesliga now and another big result Cologne continued their great form beating Eintracht Frankfurt one goal to nil um, taking them to fifth in the league which is cracking for a team that was seen as a relegation candidate at the start of the season obviously Anthony Modest leading the charge there for Cologne and Werder Bremen beat Schalke three goals to nil Schalke still inconsistent I can't remember a time when Schalke were consistent they seem to have been inconsistent for about five seasons um, or maybe even more ten seasons let's say where they just can't get a decent manager they can't put a run together and they can't compete with the big teams even though they're a massive club in the Bundesliga such talent uh, the likes of Max Meyer Goretzka but in the past we've got Julian Draxler and so forth and it just seems so weird that Schalke just continually fail in La Liga, um, let's move over there to Spain, where Athletic Madrid beat Real Sociedad in the big game for the Champions League spaces. One goal to nil, a goal scored by Felipe Luis, um, following an assist from Fernando Torres. Felipe Luis has been the man of the moment for Atletico so far. In the last five games, he scored two goals and grabbed an assist. In a, in a very, very decent run for Atletico Madrid, they've kept four clean sheets in the last five games and Simeone seems to have uh, clicked this side playing Coke uh, in a wide position once again other results Bilbao beat Espanyol uh, two goals to nil Aradariz grabbing both of those and Betis lost to Villarreal one goal to nil over to France and the Coupe de France Monaco versus Lille the darlings of European football right now Germain was the man of the moment in a much changed Monaco side very good rotation in fact from Jardim following the uh, cup final the Coupe de Ligue final on Saturday a very good trait for a manager not only can he make a side attack and score goals defensively they're very solid but also he can rotate a team and the likes of um, Moutinho kept his pace and other players came in other squad players but Germain with a fantastic individual goal to open up the scoring a little lovely nick past the centre-half who rushed him out um, and then a fantastic finish. But Jermaine, what happened to him at Newcastle? He seems a perfect player for the Premier League, works hard, couldn't finish. 
It's got good technique and so forth. Monaco this season have won 35 games in all competitions. That's more than any other side from Europe's top five leagues. And to finish up our little roundup of action of Tuesday night, let's finish off with the Coppa Italia where Roma beat Lazio three goals to two. But unfortunately, going out of the Coppa Italia this season because Lazio won it 4-3 on away goals. Shahawi scored for Roma. Mo Salah grabbed two. But two important goals from Savic and uh, Immobile gave the win to Lazio and the bragging rights of the city of Rome. That's it for the action for Tay. Let's do a little bit of a preview for the game. Manchester City versus Chelsea in the Premier League. The massive game at Stamford Bridge, I do believe. I might be wrong, so I'm going to check that right now. Yes, in fact, it is at Stamford Bridge. 100% for Dave. 10 points. Pep Guardiola versus Conte, round two. This is going to be a brilliant tactical battle. What Conte's done with this 3-4-3 has been fantastic in the Premier League this season. Negating the 4-4-2, allowing Eden Hazard to counter-attack, having a great system with possession, uh, you know, breaking down to a 3-2-5. Something that Guardiola's really looked for in recent weeks. Um, with Chelsea's system being the three centre-backs, the two defensive midfielders and the wing-backs really get forward. The, ins- the inside forwards come inside, become sort of two number 10s, the likes of William, Pedro, obviously Eden Hazard, with Diego Costa as the striker. But it's worked so well in the Premier League this season and arguably United should adopt this formation come on Jose listen to the podcast but anyway in terms of Manchester City they've been in really good form um, in recent weeks the the draw against Arsenal was a weird one they dominated that game for me and they should have won the substitution of Raheem Sterling was a a strange one and I really wouldn't have made that for if I was Pep Guardiola because it really lost City the width in that final third Sane's been in good form Sterling looks good Silva and of course, De Bruyne are back in a nice bit of form with Aguero. So it's going to be a real good game. Can I go with my score prediction is going to be, I'm going to go for a Manchester City win. In fact, I'm going to go 2-1 to Manchester City with, um, you know, the title race back on Spurs, back, you know, chewing at the heels of Chelsea, but also Manchester City. But that's been that for the Satman Day Football Podcast for today. If you've obviously enjoyed it, subscribe to the Satman Day Football Podcast on iTunes and drop me a little cheeky review. Obviously, comment of the week will be done on Friday. Anyway, guys, that's been that for today. Over and out. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always dive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.